passage on the armor of God that I'm going to look at. And I don't know you, but when I think about the armor of God, immediately I've got an image that comes in my head. That. <laughs> you know, and I've got this, this picture, and I mean, maybe it comes from Sunday school, but I've got this picture, yes, there's a mighty soldier and he's in battle. And you know, we are in battle and it's very important for your survival that you know your weapons. You know, that kind of cliche. And actually, it's funny because when I was looking at uh, the topic, I even found out that many, many ministries out there that deal with just the armor of God and how to know the weapons and things like that. Well, I've got two problems with this, you see. Because I think sometimes the mistake we can make is we put a too strong accentuation on how big the enemy is. Yes? So we see that as, oh, there's a huge battle, the enemy is big, you know. And then the second thing is like, oh, I better do something and I better know my weapons. And, you know, uh, I know that some people are fan of even putting the old armor on in the morning. And so imagine if you forget your sword today. You don't know what to do. <laughs> Panic comes and your heart stops beating. And, you know, I think what happened with these two problems is fears come in. Mm. And I think this is actually the wrong lens to look at this passage. Because if you remember really well the Bible in general, you know, we know that Jesus came... And it's perfect love that came yeah. to cast out fear. fear. Yeah. So I think, you know, you, you find that verse in 1 John 4, 18. You know, perfect love drives out fear. And the same Paul who writes this passage does say to Timothy 1, 7, God has not given us the spirit of fear, fear. yes, but of power and of love yeah. and of a sound mind. And that's the first thing I really would like to say just before we look at this topic, that it's really an important way of looking at this passage, that we are not looking at it out of a position of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. Because after all, Jesus died so we would have perfect victory. You see, the enemy is already defeated. He's already disarmed. So we've got, we want to start on this foundation before we look at the armor of God. Okay? So let's read the passage. Could you put my second slide, uh, Josh? He's like my lovely assistant today. <laughs> Where to Josh? <laughs> right, here we go. So finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the David's king. And... Jamie did, dealt with uh, verse 12 last, last year, so I won't speak too much about that. Therefore, put on the full armor on God, of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth, buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows sorry, of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So here's the passage. First, this passage um, 
actually comes at the end of the letter. Okay, it's just before the final writings. Paul just writes this. And the purpose, the, really the purpose, is to remind them, it's really to exhort them to be strong, to stand firm. Okay? So he already, you know, he, he dealt with the first few chapters, he dealt out, we, we, you know, we, we, he knows us from the foundation of the earth, we, we seal by spirit, uh, Jesus has put all, all under his feet, we sit in the heavenly place, all of that is the first few chapters, and then there's a little bit about Israel, and then there's a little bit about pastoral thing, we've dealt with all of these topics, and then comes the passage, okay? So it's mostly an exhortation, remind yourself we are in a battle, and stand your ground, it's an exhortation. Okay, it's it's important to know as well that actually Paul, when he writes this letter, is in is in jail, so is um, um, in a Roman jail. So he will see Roman soldier all the time. So that's not a surprise that he uses the analogy of the armor and the Roman kind of soldier outfit is there described because that's what he sees every day. So he used that. It's only a picture. It's a picture of what, um, what he knows God has done in our life. Okay? But the most important thing I'd like to start is, it says, um, I don't remember which verse, but you will find it, but it says, it's in the Lord and his mighty power that we have to be strong. <coughs> yes? So, it's not in our own effort or in our own actions. It's in him, in his mighty power. So can I suggest that the most important is to be connected to God? Amen. Yes, Amen. the main thing is, oh God, we love you, we're connected to you. You know, we, our strength is in you. Our strength is in you. That's the first, first thing that is important to remind ourselves. But then, it says, put on. Put on the full armor of God. So it's a bit confusing because you say, okay, it's in you, it's in your power. Put on, it sounds a little bit like I've got something to do if the verse put on is suddenly put in the passage. So what is our responsibility? Well, can I have the next slide, Josh? Brilliant. Put on is a very interesting phrase. Very interesting phrase. So I did a little study on what does it mean to put on? Okay. In Ephesians 4, if you look at Ephesians 4, we are told to put off our old self and to put on the new self. Yeah? So we've got that analogy here. Put on, put off. Okay. Well, we know that we are a new creation. Yes. So our old self has died and now we are a new we are a new creation in Christ. Yes? We are no longer a slave to sin. Our old self is completely dead and we are now free to live by the Spirit. You agree with that? Yes? Okay. In Galatians 3.27 it says that when we get baptized, it's, it's like a picture that we have put on Christ. Put on Christ. Another translation says we have, we have clothed ourselves with Christ. Again, that analogy. So, this clothing analogy to put on or put off is almost everywhere in the Bible. Do you remember that uh, that phrase is a garment of praise instead of despair? Do you remember that verse? Do you remember as well the story of the prodigal son? When he, he, he comes back to his father's 
The father runs to him, and what does he do first? He embraces him, and he puts on him the best robe. Yes? He put on him the best robe, he gave him a ring and some sandals. So actually, he wants his son at that moment to know that he's completely restored in his identity as a son. Yes? That is the key point in that passage. So I suggest to you that the putting on idea, and here putting on the full armor of God, is about knowing who we really are in Christ. Yes? It's about knowing our identity, and it's about living accordingly to our identity. It's about knowing that he's already positioned us for victory, and leave, leave it. Okay? It's so, therefore, put on, you know, something has already happened. Uh, would you agree that when you became a Christian, it's not you who killed yourself? You know, you didn't do it, did you? Yes? Were you responsible for putting your new creation in you? No. So, I would suggest to you that in the same way, putting on the full army of, of, of God... It's not so much something you're going to make happen, it's already happened, but you need to remind yourself of it. You need to live accordingly to your identity. Okay? So something has happened in the spirit, but, but your mind has a bit of a catch-up to do, and sometimes you might forget. So the idea of putting on seems to be, well, remember your identity. Okay? Uh, there's a great quote in my next slide that Josh is going to put for us. The armor is a sample statement of identity, not fighting to put something on, but the realization that you are already complete in Christ. Woo! Yes. Right. Actually, I think a better modern translation would be switch it on. So imagine you are a brand new computer, you know, you already have the program, your DNA is there, but you need to switch it on. So the modern version of that better image would be switch it on. It's there, switch it on. Okay? So it's a reminding, again, of Paul, it's reminding us, stand strong, you've got it, switch it on. Yes? Now, what do we mean by putting the all armor of God to stand firm? So even here, so I don't have any slides for that, so don't worry, Josh. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of commentary. They go in great detail about all the weaponry. And you need to know that does that and that does that. I would suggest that what is the purpose of putting on the all armor of God? Is to stand firm against the scheme of the enemy. That is the purpose. Yes? So... What do we know about the enemy? What do we know about the enemy mostly? Well, that he is a liar, and the Bible says he is the father of lies. You find that in John 8 44. Okay? So the enemy is a liar and is the father of lies. So his main tactic, what will be his main tactic? To lie to us. So what he will do is he will use deception, he will plant doubt in your mind, he will basically attack your confidence about who you are and what you think about God. That will be his main strategy. 
to a tag tube in your identity, really, and your relationship with God. That would be the main strategy. You see, when we look at the army of God, there's a real danger that we think the, the enemy is outside, yes, uh, or in the circumstances, or in someone. But we've seen it's not true. It's him coming and mostly lying, mostly putting things in our mind. Okay, I would suggest to you that even scenes, okay, start very often by thoughts. Okay, so uh, things like simple things like, well, God, I can't trust you, and you won't satisfy me. So how can I get joy? Well, maybe I'll drink a little bit too much. That would that would make me happy. You know, and you could take many, many things like that. Yes, it usually it starts by a deception, something that comes in your mind and which is not true about God or who you are. Okay, or well, I'm a loser anyway, and I'm a sinner, so that's what I do. Well, actually, you're not. You're set now. If Christ is in your in your in your life, your new creation. You do not have to live in the gutter. Yes. Okay. For me, I mean personally, I call, my main problem in life is usually what I call the paralysis of analysis. Do you know that one? The paralysis of analysis? Oh, it's a good one. It's like, it goes like this, Jesus, what can I do for you? Please tell me your will. And then after a while, when it's very quiet, uh, God goes, I already told you. <laughs> so, oh, oh yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, but I can't do that. So, Jesus, tell me something else. <laughs> and he goes, no, I already told you. I mean, how do you mean um, making disciples, healing the sick, uh, casting... Do you mean that one? But I can't do that one. And he goes, well, well that's the point. You can't do it, that's the point. <laughs> you need me. So you see what I'm saying? It's again in the mind that, you know, I call that the paralysis of analysis. That's my main battle, Okay. So battle is mostly in our mind. Interestingly, in the passage that we read read just before, in verse 18 it says, Pray in the Spirit, and with this in mind, be alert. Okay? So, this is what we do not pursue the deeds of darkness, but we put on the armor of God. We remind ourselves that the armor is the light. We close ourselves of Jesus, of Jesus Christ. Because we are already equipped. So we stand firm in our new identity. And we position ourselves to face the enemy. So let's look a little bit um, at the armor of God itself. Well, interestingly speaking, the first one it says is the belt, of tr- the belt of truth. Again, well, that's perfect, isn't it? If we, we say the main battles is lies... Well, the first one is the belt of truth. So we need to be convinced that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. Okay? And then, lots of other equipment, really, it's about reminding us who we are. So, for example, we are righteous. This is our relationship with God. It protects our heart, the breastplate of righteousness. We are righteous. Okay, we can have a relationship with God. We are connected to Him. When Satan comes and is attacking our mind, we have our element of salvation, which means that we can say there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Can you see? You are protected, completely equipped and protected 
against the strategy of the enemy. So add the Spirit and the Word of God, all of that will help you to discern what is a lie, what is a truth. Okay, so you know, if you read the Bible, you know, you will know more about who you are in Christ and who God is. So you will be able to discern. With the Spirit, you will be able to discern, oh, no, no, that's, this whisper is not me. This is not, not giving me hope, so I mustn't be from God. That's very important. Okay. I think, I guess my main point here is it's really not about the list of the armor of God. It is really about walking into the light with a renewed mind. Okay, we walk in the light. We are not walking in the darkness. In Thessalonians uh, 5, Paul talks about us being children of light. We are children of light. So all the elements of the armour have all to do with who we truly are as children of God. Our positioning and as well our purpose. So we are saved, we are righteous, we have the gift of faith, we have the Holy Spirit in us and the word of God to hear from God. And as well we have a purpose because we are the ambassador of the gospel. So we have the shoes to bring peace. So when we say put on the whole armor, it's not so much that we've got to do a lot of striving against the enemy by learning a new method of warfare called the army of God. Not at all. It is about our responsibility to renew our mind. Did, did you get that? I hope you are convinced by what I showed you. It's not, oh, I'm going to learn a new method, okay? And I'm going to, this method's going to be perfect for me in warfare. No. Well, do my responsibility is actually to renew my mind, to position myself, knowing my new identity. Amen. <laughs> she gets it. <laughs> okay, so <coughs> I'm learning. I'm learning to remind myself to switch it on. I'm switching it on. And when I'm switching it on, there's no fear. There's no fear. Because I can declare that I'm, you know, there's power, there's love, and there's a sound mind provided for me. Amen. Yes? So, would you be happy to do a little work with me? Which would be a declaration so we get rid of any kind of fear about the enemy. Would you be happy to do that? Yeah. So, shall we stand and do something together? <coughs> We've got to pray uh, something uh, and declare things of ourselves, if it's okay with you. If you disagree, that's fine. You could just zip it and stand so one, no one wants it. <laughs> uh, Josh, that's the last slide, I think, I believe. Yeah, wow, Holy Spirit just come out. So let's read that out together, if you're happy to do that, yes? Because, you see, I do believe that for some of you, you will walk out of this room different today. 
I do believe that some of you, you, you will get that. You will stop being fearful about what the enemy can do to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because one of our main problems is that, that we see the, the enemy too big. And we need to see God bigger, and we, see, we need to see ourselves bigger. Because we, ha- we, we are fully, fully equipped with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm. Father God. Okay. Let's read it slowly, yeah? Father God, I repent for making the devil bigger than he is and for limiting you, your power and your work of salvation in me. Just pause there. Whoa. Whoa, let's repeat that. Father God, I repent for making the devil bigger than he is and for limiting you, your power and your work of salvation in me. Oh, yeah, Father. And you could say in your own words, Oh, Father. Wow, wow. Jesus, I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry I did that. Wow. Let's ask the Holy Spirit a fresh revelation. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to give me a fresh revelation of how big you are, my God, and how powerful I am in you. from a position of victory we're standing in the kingdom of light we're standing with the one who has everything under his feet and has called us to represent him now on earth we say thank you Jesus for the work of the salvation at the cross, the fact that you have already disarmed all authority 
So the enemy is fully, fully under your feet. Thank you, Jesus, that you fully equipped us. Thank you, Jesus, that we can say that we are reigning and we are sitting in the heavenly places. And we say, Amen. 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 Just uh, before we finish, I'd like Esther to come up to him.